What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. UEFA is currently soliciting broadcasting bids for more than $2 billion over six years for the Champions League. So today's episode breaks down why I think the winner will end up paying much more than $2 billion. I hope you enjoy this episode, but before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now, and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24-7, so it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. And now, their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. But here's the best part. Whoop is offering my listeners 15% off their Whoop 4.0 right now with the code Joe at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter Joe at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is Element. I've been focusing on my hydration levels for the past few months, and I've learned that chugging water isn't the most important thing, but replenishing electrolytes is. When you sweat, the primary electrolyte loss is sodium. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. But since drinking Element, I feel more energized and experience fewer headaches and muscle cramps. It's simple. I just add it to my water every morning and I'm ready to go. No sugar, no junk. There's a reason why hundreds of pro athletes and teams across the NBA and NFL are using it also. That's because it works. And now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. So go get yours at drinkelement.com slash Joe. This deal is only available through my link. So make sure you go to drink, D-R-I-N-K, element, L-M-N-T, dot com slash Joe. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, let's get into this episode. All right, everyone, we're going to talk about the new media rights deal for the Champions League that UEFA is currently in the process of figuring out with media rights partners in the United States. So we have a few clear parameters here. It's going to be a six-year deal. And Bloomberg, as well as other people, are claiming that bids are already coming in at or around maybe even potentially more than $2 billion. So for context on that, the current U.S. broadcast partners for UEFA and the Champions League are Paramount and Univision. And they pay $145 million per year combined, right? So a $2 billion deal, call it over six years, would be $333 million annually or 2.29 times the annual payment that UEFA currently receives. But the more I think about this, and this is kind of what I want to talk through today, is that I actually think that the bid will be much higher than $2 billion, And it wouldn't surprise me if the bid eventually came in at $2.5 billion, right? Which would be a pretty significant jump from what I think a lot of people are currently reporting and, and certainly what Bloomberg and others have said over the last few days here. And I think that this is clear to me for a few different reasons. So first off, for those that don't already know, UEFA is currently switching up the Champions League format. So the new format will start in 2024, 2025, right? So this coincides with the new media rights package that's going live that year. And it will not only give U.S. broadcast partners more games because more teams are being included, 
but it will also include higher quality matchups. So, for example, by increasing the tournament from 32 teams to 36 teams and the group stage games from six games to eight games, UEFA has created an additional 63 matches annually. So now networks are not bidding on 125 games, they're bidding on 189 games. And also, the way this new format is structured, they're also going to be more top-tier matchups against more top-tier teams than ever before. So not only more games, but higher quality matchups should lead to a certain premium being placed on this package that wasn't there before, right? So we can argue for days and people surely have around kind of how much that is all worth and you can divvy it up by games and advertising money and all that kind of stuff. But there's definitely some value to more games, better competitions, et cetera. So my second part of this is is pretty clear also, which is the demand for this package of media rights should be through the roof, right? And the reason I say this is, is one, that's what we already know. There's reports from, again, Bloomberg and others that are saying initial discussions have already taken place with NBC, ESPN, CBS, Amazon, Apple, Fox, Warner, Discovery, Univision, DAZN, et cetera. So Maybe all of these companies don't actually end up submitting final bids and, and seriously playing a part in the process. But the trend can't be denied. And I think most of us are probably clear on this point by now. But we all know cable providers are losing between 3 and 5 million customers annually. And this has accelerated over the last few years and, and is expected to accelerate even further over the next few years. But according to data that was gathered from Statista, the number of pay TV households decreased 22% from 100 million households in 2013 to 78 million households in 2020. By 2026, that number is expected to be 57 million. And that's where we start to see it kind of level off a little bit. So why is this the case? I think most of us know by now that live TV is great for two things, live news and live sports. And it's really live sports when you look at it, because Sportico released this chart last year that showed the top 100 US TV broadcasts based on ratings, and 94 out of the top 100 were sports broadcasts. So 94% of the broadcasts of the top ones in any given year, especially last year, are based on sports. 75 of those came from the NFL. There's a few other things kind of mixed in there. Live sports accounted for 24 out of the top 25, and 45 out of the top 50, 94 out of the top 100. So by and large, the most popular times and channels and shows and all of that on live TV are sports. So it's obviously important to have these media rights because it's the one thing that's kind of keeping these subscriber numbers in check and, and giving people the reason to still have cable and so forth and, and still pay for that monthly rate. So if you don't have live sports, if you don't have news, et cetera, you start to lose subscribers at an even faster pace. So we're entering this weird dynamic now where these streaming partners are starting to create that TV bundle on their own app. They have a lot of cash if you look at companies, especially like Amazon and Apple and Netflix and places like that. They have tons of cash on their balance sheet, can write these checks in a relatively easy manner without noticing anything off their balance sheet. And they're starting to build up this subscription service. And then on the flip side are these cable providers who are losing subscribers but need live sports to maintain their business. It's the crutch kind of holding everything together. If you look at the demand from just a fundamental supply and demand equation, the demand has obviously increased. The supply is fixed. And we'll get to that in a moment, but that means rights have to go up. And what I mean by the supply is fixed, we'll get to that in a moment, is because the third part of my argument would be that not only is the Champions League very popular, right? 2.8 million people watched the final between Real Madrid and Liverpool last year. That was the highest viewership of a Champions League final for an English language TV broadcast ever. And it was Paramount's largest streaming audience for a soccer match ever. 
23% higher than 2021 final. So not only is it extremely popular and getting popular, we have the World Cup coming up here in the United States, soccer is having its moment of sorts, becoming more and more and more and more and more popular. But if you look across sports right now, basically every live sports right is taken up. The NFL, their deals are in place till 2033. So 11-year deals that they have in place. Baseball, they have a deal with ESPN through 2028. They have a deal with Fox Sports through 2028. They have a deal with Turner Sports through 2028. They have a deal with Peacock through 2023. They have a deal with Apple through 2028. The NHL, their deals run with ESPN and Turner through 2027 and 2028. The NBA, that's the next one that's coming up, right? And they're seeking a new deal that's worth $75 billion over nine years. So they're really kind of one of the only other players right now that has media rights coming up because MLS is gone. They just got to take it by Apple. Even if you look across soccer, the Premier League, I think their deal runs through 2028 or 2029. La Liga, same thing. League One, Liga MX, Bundesliga, et cetera. All these leagues are all taken. They're all off the market. So if there's nothing coming up for the next few years outside of the NBA, I would argue that the Champions League is certainly viable and it is certainly a big deal because we've seen that the numbers are increasing, soccer is increasing from a global viewership perspective and specifically here in the United States. So I think what we're going to see is that this number is going to be a little bit higher than everyone else expected. And $2 billion is a large number. It's obviously a massive increase to what they're getting right now. It's you know 2.2 times more than they're paying currently. But I think those three things combined, right? When you think about viewership today, when you think about the new format, which is going to increase not only the total number of games, but the big matchups that you'll see that will drive these big audiences. And in the Champions League in general, it, it drives a very young and diverse audience, which I think is extremely important for a lot of these providers. And then you look at the landscape today and you say, okay, wait, none of these other rights are available, right? MLB is taken, NHL is taken, NFL is taken, MLS is taken, the English Premier League is taken, La Liga is taken, Bundesliga is taken, Liga MX is taken. And you get in this weird dynamic where now you could totally see that the price goes a little bit higher than you might think. Regardless, I think this is going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. I know a lot of other people are watching this too. I will make sure to keep you updated as we hear more on this. We should have some bids coming in at least within the next week or two where we start to get some concrete numbers around kind of where people are circling, what the right spec might look like, who's going to own the English, who's going to own the Spanish, who's going to own other properties of this and how it will be rolled out. But I do think that UEFA has built themselves the opportunity, not only by extending the rights from three years to six years, but the time that the rights are coming up, combined with the World Cup, combined with the growth of soccer in the United States, combined with the new Premier League rights, right, combined with the MLS deal, and then just everything else that I mentioned. I think they've created themselves a really nice and unique environment where they're going to be able to draw much more from this deal than maybe a lot of people probably previously thought. And again, it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. I'll keep you guys updated as always. Hope you have a great day. We will talk again tomorrow. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.